Hi, I'm Peter, and you're listening to Defining Boundaries. Welcome back to Season 2. I hope that you enjoyed the past year of conversations from amazing people from around the world within our geospatial community. This year, I look forward to many more conversations, and I hope that you join me on my journey, surveying the world one story at a time. Head over to my Patreon site if you'd like to support the show. You can make a donation towards the purchase and upgrading of equipment, website subscription, and file hosting. If you'd like to join me to have a chat, or you have someone in particular from the industry that you'd like to hear about, send me a message. You'll find the link in the show notes or in my bio on all social media and my website, petercox.com. So if you're ready, let's go. Grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy our chat. Defining Boundaries with Peter Cox. My guest today is Tracy Alasma. Tracy works at Intrax as the Survey Operations Manager for Victoria. Born in Essendon, Victoria, which makes her a Bombers supporter, she grew up in Taylor's Lake in Melbourne's West. Growing up, Tracy had aspirations of being a police officer. So once again, nowhere near the surveying industry. Tracy has held a few positions throughout her career, starting with local government 20 years ago as a trainee administrator in the building department of the city of Benyul in Melbourne North. Moving on to private practice, building surveying, then residential volume housing as a permits and compliance officer, and then on to commercial, and finally where she has been for just over four years at Intrax. Tracy loves spending time with her family, watching movies, especially Friday night movies with her kids, chauffeuring and watching her son play rugby, and catching up with friends over a G&T and cheese platter. She's a woman after my own heart. Hi, Trace. Thanks for joining me today. Good morning, Peter. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so you've had a, a bit of a different career to most of the people I've spoken to. And to get it out there first off, you're not a surveyor. No, not a surveyor hmm. at all. <laughs> no. So you're holding a position that normally would be held by someone who has been in the surveying industry or has a background in surveying. So be interested to hear a little bit about how you got to where you are. It is. It's a, it's a very interesting story. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I kind of fell into the construction industry um, mm. 21 years ago now when I um, mm. started an administration traineeship with local government, as you mentioned. Um, that set me on the path. And I guess once you're in construction, spatial and so forth, there's so many avenues that you can branch yes. off into. And I just wanted to learn more and more and more about the industry and the next step and yeah, so then I moved over to residential and commercial and then came mm. over to Intrax to do the engineering portion and landed in our surveying department. So <laughs> haven't looked back since. Always up for a challenge and something new, so you never stop learning. No, you don't. That's that's one of my mottos is uh, get out there and have a go because you're always learning. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So you're a Melbourne girl through and through. Yes. Mm. Westie. Westie. Yeah. <laughs> okay (laughs) um yeah so you basically grew up pretty much in the same area sort of thing are you still in that that area now still in the west but live a little bit further out probably about half an hour away from where I grew up in Taylor's Lakes at the moment so okay 
Uh, Best of both worlds. We're just on the fringe of Bacchus Marsh, um, mm-hmm. which is regional, part of regional Victoria. So we get right. to enjoy that area in the Macedon Ranges, but we're close enough to the city to be able to still be involved in the hustle and bustle. Beautiful. Isn't it nice how you can have that rural outset but still be close to the city? Absolutely. Best mm. of both worlds. It's good mm. for the soul. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, okay, so you guys have been in lockdown for quite a while. You've just come out of it. Yes. <laughs> How did you manage that? Oh, look, with lots of Teams calls, lots yeah. of virtual and cloud-based, and I guess when it comes to our team of surveyors here in Victoria, everybody just, you know, ran with the baton. We were already mm-hmm. cloud-based and digital, so no need to come into an office and pick up files. The team's really autonomous. So they've each got their vehicle, their gear. They just mobilise the site in the morning. They can do their comps and things from home and they're good to go. So mm. it wasn't a big shift for us. Yep. It was more so about the fact that we couldn't gather together in a room and have that barbie mm. after a survey meeting or, you know, have that social interaction. So yeah. we kept that going with virtual drinks and um, it seemed to work really well and we just had our last one on Friday we said right well, no more of these we're good to go we'll, we'll see for an in-person meeting next month so I can't wait for that yeah that'll be good it's um you kind of I think in a way sometimes it sort of felt oh no I'm fine it's okay I'm good you know sort of thing and then you actually go and do something or you catch up with somebody and you think wow I really did miss this uh, absolutely that, that personal contact and uh even when I was working at um at Cardno and we had uh, all the managers come in, um, the state managers, all that sort of stuff, and had a sit-down meeting. And I was like, oh, this is actually not not bad. Instead of sitting there in front of a screen and, yeah, actually getting that physical contact and, you know, meeting eyes with people and all that sort of stuff, you, you kind of miss all that once you go to Zoom, don't you, or Teams or whatever it may be. So. You too. And I miss mm. the clients, if the truth be told, getting mm-hmm. out and, and seeing our clients, finding out, you know, what's going on in their business and how yep. we can still support and offer solutions and things. So I'm looking forward to to doing that again. Mm. Not not via a team's call. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, let's go back to where you started. So you did you 12 finish? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finished year 12, went on to uni um, to do a business degree mm-hmm. and kind of mucked around throughout my, <laughs> as some of us do. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Yeah, decided <laughs> that, yeah, okay, it's time to knuckle down and get that sorted and then um, took on a, a traineeship. I wanted to really get into local government and set up a path for myself. So yeah. I went in as a trainee and worked my way up. So Okay. Yeah. So what sort of things did you do in that first traineeship? Um, it was through their council's building department. So they had the statutory arm, but they also had a private arm which serviced um, building surveying, so building mm-hmm. permits. So it would be organising applications, servicing clients, inspection reports and, and so forth and supporting the municipal building surveyor on the statutory yep. side of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So did, um, did you, when you started at that stage, have much to do uh, on the surveying side of it? Because I know that people... People hear surveying or building surveying and they think that they're all the same thing. Um, and it's not. No, definitely not. <laughs> they are not. two very different, uh, two very different career paths. So 
Yes, yeah. they are. And still to this day, we still get clients that call Intracts and ask for a building surveyor. We have to explain to them that we're licensed land surveyors. Yes. Building surveying is very different. So I knew what a survey was because mm-hmm. it's a requirement to have a building permit issued. Yep. But um, the intricacy, the ins and outs of the equipment, the how it's all performed and so <laughs> forth, absolutely not. I was very, very green in my early early mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when... <laughs> Uh, just I'm just thinking like your career was always on that more building and permit kind of side and so so when you you came to Intrax which really wasn't that long ago when you sort of look at your career that you've had so far um what did they bring you in as I started with Intrax in their volume housing division so Mm -hmm. site classification um geotechnical reports heading yep. up the okay. administration team and operations there. And I, I did that for a year. Yep. And then um, we had a bit of a restructure where we had a new division called operational services and I headed up that department mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, ran that for a year and thought, right, it's time for a bit of a change. And given my exposure to council and subdivision knowledge, I thought, right, there's no better time. I'll throw my hat in the ring for surveying. And so I did. Yeah. And I was... Um, okay lucky enough to be afforded this opportunity with Rod Olson. So yes. yeah, I haven't looked so back that, since. So that so as part of your job, what's kind of involved in your side of it? My side of it is budgeting and forecasting, so all the financials involved with it, uh, fleet management, the scheduling of our survey crews, mm-hmm. taking care of their equipment, their gear, client liaison, So all the meetings for clients and so forth, I oversee the drafting component, Mm -hmm. the land development projects, making sure that, you know, the team's happy. We're servicing our clients well and everything that the guys need day to day. So just to remove any roadblocks for them and make sure Mm -hmm. that the wheels are always turning for all. Beautiful. Um, So you mentioned Rod. So you have quite a a close relationship with working relationship with him. Yes. uh, Being the. What's he now? The he's our national national survey manager. Is that correct? (laughs) Better get that right. (laughs) (laughs) Are we getting a text message? Get my job right. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's all good. It's all good. Um. So, what did you have aspirations to end to to be in a management role within your career? Did you always see yourself kind of being working your way up to that kind of position? Not really. Okay. Not really. Others used to tell me that I had, you know, um, good leadership qualities and, yeah. and so forth. And I, I never really noticed it when I was younger, but I was, was always the person in hindsight when I look back now, taking charge, making sure things were done, mm-hmm. people were, look af- were looked after. So it was natural progression, but mm-hmm. I just didn't realise it at the time. Yeah. And if I look back now, I'm actually very privileged to be in this position, to be a leader or to be a manager Mm-hmm. And to guide your team and mentor the next generation, I think that's a huge privilege. And mm. it's it's just humbling every day to come to work. And when you see somebody mm. get registered or have that light bulb moment where they just get it and they yes. see the, the opportunity. And when you see the passion that people have, that's what lights me up. Mm, nice. I think um, I think when you have true leaders who work well with their teams have that kind of um that's that's how they see they like to see other people um improve and make their lives better sort of thing anything that you can do to make them better 
Cool. Yeah. Kind of like okay. a mama bear. Yeah. <laughs> my sleeve. <laughs> Do you get in trouble for uh, being too much of a mama bear? <laughs> I don't think they'd tell me, but um, yeah, I notice it sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, my kids are quick to remind me when they're not happy. So you can kind of pick up the vibe. <laughs> Oh, that's funny because, yeah, I was just um just had Kelly on before and she was a bit the same. She was like sometimes she gets in trouble for being too much of a mum. <laughs> yeah, or a helicopter mum, Yeah, my just calls yeah. me. Oh, gosh, okay. At times, <laughs> at times. Um, so in your position at the moment, what, what would be some of the challenges that you've had to deal with um, over the past sort of year or, well, nearly two years I guess now we're we're looking at um I would say that it would be trying to grow and invest in our next generation of surveyors we know Mm -hmm. that the industry has a shortage and and we're trying to do all we can like you know to put candidates through a PTA or to have you know bring on grads and have exposure for our industry and just making sure that we're out there, like not only for the promotion of the Intrax brand, but just the industry in general. Mm. So, you know, if you're out at the high schools and so forth in the industry events, that people actually know what surveying is. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, everybody I talk to, you know, it's it's the biggest issue of, of getting surveying out there and getting people to understand what it is so that we can get more people in. Definitely. Um, I, and I think... I think I've seen a, a bit of a change and a bit of a shift in companies lately where um, they are realising that they need to invest a little bit and support their graduates or, you know, get trainees or whatever it may be into the industry and give them that support because uh, otherwise it's just not going to happen. And so many companies are looking for staff at the moment. It's yeah, so many advertisements out there for surveyors. It's crazy. It is. Mm. Yes. Mm. Um. So you finished your degree at uni? No. No. <laughs> I didn't. I did muck around and continue to muck around and went right. This is not for me. It's time to get into the workforce. So hey, you know. So that my question: Do you need a uh, degree to be successful? No. No. <laughs> No, not in not in my role at the moment. But um, yeah, I understand that the industry has requirements for you know people to have degrees to go on and become registered and so forth. So yeah. that aspect, yes. But um, yeah. others, no. And that's been proven time and time again by others, not only within surveying but other industry as well. Mm. So yeah, yeah. I I saw a um an ad that was sent to me on the weekend. Um, I think it was from New Zealand about um. Uh, a, it was the boy and his parents and the the son went and did a trade and the dad was absolutely devastated that his son was a tradie. <laughs> and it's still that that stigma of, you know, if you don't have a degree, then how good are you? But there's so many successful people out there that um, don't have a degree in whatever yeah. they're doing. So um you know yeah I do think that it does help in certain areas and especially if you want to be a registered surveyor or a licensed surveyor then yes you're going to need that degree aren't you but uh, otherwise no mm. yeah anyway 
So you do, so you look after, so you do a bit of managing the clients. Um, how many crews have you got so that you're, if you're looking at, um, you know, ensuring where all the crews are going and all that kind of stuff, that how many crews have you got to look after? At the moment, we have 11 um, on the crew. Okay. So, mm. yeah, and that's um, statewide. So they're travelling all over Melbourne every day, mobilising to different sites, whether it be yep. a subdivision or a set-out, title re-establishment, so just making sure. We've got a dedicated schedule in place as well, but overseeing all those operations and mm. and ensuring our teams are all all safe and well. And Yeah, that's difficult sometimes, um having to go and do jobs and then something something happens and they can't do that job so what do you where do you send them <laughs> well it's it's kind of we like to call it a puzzle and all the pieces have to come together but obviously sometimes it you know logistics can be a mm. bit of a nightmare so mm. it's just about using what's available to you and making sure that if they can't get onto one site then okay so what's in proximity mm-hmm. nearby where can we send you you know is there any drafting is there any training so it's always um, being on your toes. Yeah, being on definitely. your toes, having backup plans after backup plans. <laughs> Absolutely. Plan A, B, C, D. Because, <laughs> 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 yeah, we know how difficult it can be at times, that's for sure. Um, and you mentioned about making sure all the equipment was good. So you've got a service plan in, in place or something like that, and that's part of yeah, absolutely. So all the OHNS as well, making sure that it's all up to date. So mm-hmm. I mean, we have a, a monthly department meeting where we go through everything together as a team, audit the cars, audit the gear, make sure everything's all there. There's enough pegs to go around for everybody and yep, yep. <laughs> all that fun stuff that all the surveyors know all about. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. Sounds like a well-oiled machine. Oh, I'd love to say yes, but some days it just feels <laughs> feels like madness. <laughs> but uh, we do have a great team and, and they're all amazing to work with. So credit to them. They make mm. my job a lot easier. So, yeah. Yes. Mm. So how have you found it being a non-surveyor working in the surveying side of it? It does have its challenges, I won't lie. So yeah. I've worked really hard on some of the technical. So, mm-hmm. you know, I remember when I first started and um, they would reference the jigger. <laughs> what the hell is the jigger? So, you know, off I go and, and look it all up and explore and, and learn all the, the slang terminology that they use as well. But our team's amazing and there's nothing mm. that you can't learn. If you want to, I'm a natural inquirer. Yeah. So I pretty much won't drive the car unless I know how it's made. Mm-hmm. So I want to see the ins and outs of how it all works. And I've spent time with our suppliers going through the gear and equipment and so forth, you know sat down with our licensed surveyors, sat down with our drafting team and done training and so forth. So mm-hmm. I can be up to speed with what's going on and, and support them and yes. try and help those remove those roadblocks for them mm. and just know that I'm their advocate. That would be nice to have behind you, knowing that. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Okay, so you've had a very career. Who... Who's who have had the biggest impact on on it? Do you think? And I know that there'll be more than one, so that's okay. <laughs> I know. I was going to say there's no one specific person. I think everybody's either a gift or a lesson. Oh, that's a good one. 
Yeah. So the gifts are the things that you take away that you think, great, you know, that they're really good um, qualities and, and yep. others are lessons in perhaps what not to do or, yes. you know, yeah. So I don't know. It's really hard. I think everybody's played a really mm-hmm. major role. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the most rewarding part, all the diversity and the different people that I've met and interacted with from building surveyors, licensed surveyors, CEOs. It's just, it's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't regret any of it and I wouldn't change a thing because I wouldn't <laughs> have made me the person that I am today. So, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's um, most, most people sort of think like that, that, you know, they don't regret anything, even if, if it, even if there's been bad things because they have learnt from them. Um, yep, absolutely. Such a good industry. I know. <laughs> even, if, even if you're not a surveyor. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, so as the operations operations manager, what what is probably one of the worst things you've had to deal with? Worst things? Mm. I would say... That's a really hard one. Um, I know you got me. You got no, me. Didn't mean to get you. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. That's okay. Um, I would say probably when COVID first hit and the lockdowns first hit, the logistics of how we're going to keep our team operational, what mm-hmm. we can and can't do, keeping up with all the snap changes and trying yeah. to keep the team motivated at the same yep. time because there would have been a lot of fear everywhere mm-hmm. in Victoria about can we still work? Are our jobs safe? Like, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow? The goalposts were changing. Yes. So that was quite a challenge, just trying yeah. to keep the team motivated and understand yeah. that, you know, the companies behind them will do everything that we can. And we did. And we we had a mobilised workforce. So we got through mm. it. But, yeah, I guess it was just that initial right focus. You've got a team to keep in place. It's go time. Mm. I think... Um, there was so many changes to all of you know what you couldn't couldn't do it was so confusing Mm. at times I mean you sort of you know when I look at what was happening with us in Sydney and trying to work out you know I had crews that I needed to send into regional areas and it's like can I send them what do they need to do you know and that was right at the beginning we had this massive job on and I'm like going my god you know Sunday night there's um, me and a couple of the project managers and Pierre and everything and we're going backwards and forwards and this and that and there's this and what if we do this and yeah it was yeah. like oh, okay we're coming up with plans to make sure and we had you know our oh uh, officer he was checking everything and double reading over everything and making sure the permits were in place if we had you know the letters and all, all this kind of stuff it was just so full on it was like a couple of hours of just thrown into major chaos (laughs) (laughs) to make sure that you know we were supposed to be sending teams away on Monday morning and it's just like oh my god so yeah I can imagine what it was like for you guys because I think you guys you had a lot harder restrictions and stuff on you as well so we did in the first Mm. round and it's come to now we're like season pros and like (laughs) 
consulting surveyors victoria has been amazing as well so they, they've yeah. been supportive in sending out updates and so forth so it's just a q a with the team this is where we're at this is what it is and those touch yeah. points are critical along the way so we're all on the mm. same page and we're on the same journey together and mm. making sure the team know that they're not alone yeah yeah um you said you had to go out and like you go out and meet clients and stuff like that yeah what sort of clients like are you what do you do with the clients so it's um, discussing new business, um, mm-hmm. any improvements that we can make to our mm-hmm. existing process procedures. A client may come to us and say, look, we've got this project on. And you know, rather than send a blanket email, sometimes it just works, I'm old school, a whole lot better to sit in front of somebody, have a yep. discussion about what the issue is that they're having and how we can offer a solution for them. Mm. And I think that's the most amazing part. You get to meet so many different people, learn about their business and how we can actually, you know, support them and yeah. help grow their business as well as ours. So mm. that's the the fun part, the part that I enjoy. So, yeah. You're a people person. I am. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What, um, what's some of the best work advice that you have ever heard or can remember? Don't sweat the small stuff, the stuff that you mm. can't control. Don't let it consume you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to overthink a lot of things when I was younger and just uh-huh. sort of ruminate and, yeah, I would let it consume me and it wouldn't change the outcome. Yeah. So, yeah, somebody, yeah. a manager of mine gave me that advice and just said just control what you can. Yep. Good advice. Most definitely. Because you can't control everything. You No matter no. how much, you know, people like to hold on to things, you can't control everything. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be I wasn't like that and then I ended up like that and now I'm not like that again <laughs> that's good that's good <laughs> I went up and I'm back down again <laughs> it changes different situations forces for courses I guess like mm. yeah. it's always good to sit back and take a breath and have a look at what's going on and analyze the situation and go mm. okay let's break this up what can I do? What can't I do? How can I? Yeah. Yes. Good lessons learned. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Mm, yep. Yep. Um, okay. What motivates you? My family. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But also um, to see others succeed, mm-hmm. I think, as well. So, yeah, it's not all about me per se. It's about watching others mm-hmm. achieve and grow. That's what lights me up. Nice. It's always nice to hear that. I like people like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the answer probably would have been different when I was in my 20s, but now it's, yeah, more passionate about helping others. What would it have been in your 20s? It would have, oh, gee, it would have just been about, you know, how far I can get. It would have been eye-centric, I, I guess. Yes. And as you become a leader and, and you start to yeah. manage people, you realise that it's not all about you. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I mean, that's that's your growth, isn't it? It is. As you move yeah. along. Because, um, yeah, you, you start your career and it's like, what can I do? Where can I get to? How much am I going to make? Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Just don't step on anybody as you go. 
that's oh, no. That's some good advice that I was given. Don't ever burn a bridge. So, and it's very, very true. Our industry is so incestuous. Everybody knows everybody. Oh, so. yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, we talk about our industry and stuff and I used to find it quite funny how, you know, when I first started there was a lot of surveyors who they all knew each other but a lot of them wouldn't like to share any information or, you know, help each other or anything like that, whereas these days it's just done a massive 180 and now you see the interaction between different companies. Yeah, the collaboration. Yeah, it's amazing. It is. It's so good to see because not everybody can do all jobs. Yep. You know, and if you're that busy that you can't do everything, that you can pass something off to somebody else and help them out, then it's going to come back at you at some stage, isn't it? That, you know, you've done, you've helped this person out. Not that you do it for that reason, but I see just so many benefits in, in, as you said, the collaboration between companies and stuff like that. So there's enough work for all of us. We just all have to work together, not against each other. Too much work. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a nice nice problem to have. So just think, you know, a lot of other countries were, we're sort of getting rid of people and having redundancies and so forth and mm. we were lucky enough to be in a growth phase so I think I think yeah that's I think we're very we are very lucky in that sense with everything that's happened um and yeah the, the industry the growth the the development oh, the infrastructure yeah it's mm. crazy ah what's your guilty pleasure chocolate i shouldn't i know i shouldn't but yeah it is something i know i know chocolate's not bad oh it's not bad in moderation but (laughs) (laughs) are you a whole block (laughs) i could be depends on what the day was like (laughs) oh that's all right do you get out and exercise I do. Oh, there yeah. you go. It's all good then. doesn't matter. I do. I, I miss <laughs> being able to go to the gym, so I'm glad lockdown's over so I can get back in. Yeah. that's um, I, I think that's one of the biggest things of not being able to do those normal external sort of feel-good endorphin-driven sort of activities. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Mm. Um, okay. Do you get to travel much? really not not with COVID at the moment but yeah I I do for work I go into state and support the national team and things like that but um we did have an overseas holiday plan before COVID hit so I think that'll be on the cards it was an American trip with the kids so oh nice getting that done again yeah hopefully so traveling um interstate mainly to what New South Wales Queensland New South Wales yeah but I just see um in is now western australia yes we just opened yeah. up in wa so mm. yep mm. be nice That's to cool. get out there once we can get back out and mm. and go and see the teams and mm. how they're traveling and yeah and go from there yeah that's pretty cool 
Um, the surveyors wise, the department is the is it biggest in Melbourne or Sydney, Queensland, or it's about average across the each it's probably about average. There's 90 staff nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, and each different state has a different sort of focus. So yeah, okay. um, yeah New South Wales are more um, construction based, yep. whereas we're more um, volume housing and land housing. development. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So but it, it's the diversity is good, different range of products and services and mm. Now that um, we'll be able to travel again, the team can all come down and mingle and collaborate again. So that's that's exciting for us. Yeah, it's it's a nice feeling to know that you'll be able to do that again. Uh, as soon yeah. as as soon as it was sort of lifted here, um, Michelle was just like, right, "I've got to go." <laughs> Let's go yep. down to Queanbeyan, and she went to Tamworth, <laughs> and I went, "Oh, that sounds nice. I'll come with you. You need someone yeah. to help you drive." <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, you, know, you have computer can work anywhere. Yep. Mm. It was nice to get out of the house, that's for sure. So how many kids have you got? I've got two. Um, mm-hmm. A teenage son who's 13, Nicholas, and, mm-hmm. yeah, he's just hit that lovely teenage boy mark. <laughs> and um, my daughter Jasmine's eight, so they keep me very busy. But, um, yes. yeah, they're great kids. I can't complain. And I take mm-hmm. my hat off to them. You know, they homeschooled. We all tested each other through that period, but um, we got through it. We didn't kill each other. So, oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I had a few moments where I was just ready to strangle. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yeah, my youngest is now seventeen and starting, well, starting year twelve now, and it's just like you, you gotta work. <laughs> you yep. can get out of bed. <laughs> uh huh. Yes, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was uh, the the hardest part of all of it was actually just having a routine. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. So this morning, uh, the this morning, they all went back, TAFE school, all that sort of stuff, and we were all the whole family was up in the kitchen at seven thirty this morning and. And my husband's like, oh, my God, this is weird. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same for us. They're back on site as of today mm-hmm. and I'm still working from home at the moment and the house is completely quiet. It's just me chatting to you and it just feels so surreal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Mum, Mum, can you help me with this call or can you help me with this? And yeah. Kind of going to mm. miss them in a way. But mm. oh, Imagine the poor animals. I know. <laughs> um so when so will you go you will go back to the office yeah definitely definitely I think we'll have um the best of both worlds we always had the flexibility to work from home as well Mm. but yeah it's the people for me so Mm. I'll go back yes (laughs) yeah well it's like we've just moved into a new office and um we went in a couple of weeks ago because the uh, removalists were bringing all the boxes and stuff in so I'm like yep I'll come in and help and it was the first time I'd met any of the girls you know all that sort of stuff and it was just so nice to be around people again yeah yep oh yeah it's a sad it's a sad sad thing that uh happened mind you we're very really lucky aren't we 
We are. We are. Mm. If that's the worst of it, that we didn't get to see each other in person, I think we came out of it very, very well, considering. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. How do you relax? Um, I like to watch movies and chill and try and switch off, get away from the technology, go for a walk with the kids, let them ride their bikes around the lake and I can just walk and breathe. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm. I find that, you know, in my role, the phone's always ringing, there's always somebody eating something and just to have that downtime where you just switch off and get away from the technology. I like to yeah. go camping. Never used to be a camper, used to be a bit of a princess and always have to have a hotel <laughs> with a hairdryer and um my sister-in-law made me try it out and I've just grown to love it. So we bought a van and yeah, nice. Yeah. And now I won't look back. So yep. just having that fresh air, sitting fresh in the outdoors. Yeah. Seeing the stars. Absolutely. Letting the kids roast marshmallows by the fire at night. <laughs> All that kind of stuff is priceless. So yeah. 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 It's good to be able to have that getaway. Um, Definitely shut down and, and get away and uh, yeah electronics that's just crazy isn't it uh-huh. mm-hmm. mm. do you have much to do with the technology side of sort of with all of the surveying equipment and stuff um, some of it like I'm really passionate about scanning that's something that I'm really interested in mm-hmm. I love love you know the opportunity when the guys get to go out and scan something into a major project and you know have a BIM model and I yeah. just think that that's amazing and if that's the way our industry is heading imagine not having to go and you know conduct a, a survey with a total station you can scan it mm. there's no more issues about missing windows and things like that because you just pick it all up or even in our um, forensic space we had an earthquake recently down here in Vic. Oh yeah that's right. Yeah there's been a lot more um, call for scanning work so just going oh. and scanning producing a point cloud for the client and then you know the, the insurance companies don't have to send somebody out there to go and take photographs they've got the point cloud they've got everything that they need so mm. that's been amazing to be able to offer that so yeah um, just keeping up with all the latest scanning technology as well it's ever-changing so it's amazing how how far you know everything's changed how what we've where we've got to and and the technology changes do you think um do you think the clients actually understand what they're getting when they want a scan though not always but I think it's our job as consultants to um, explain to them the benefits and mm. and help them understand how we can support a solution for them that mm. you know is viable and, mm. and cost effective so that's where we come in as consultants yeah yeah, yeah. definitely I, I think that's the big thing of when when a, a client asks for a certain type of survey is to understand what they you know what their end result is what they actually do want because there's a lot of times that they don't actually know what they need correct mm. yeah and it's about probing asking the questions and just understanding mm. where what their needs are yeah 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 because we had you know when I was at Cardinal there was a couple of times where the clients sort of asked for a, a certain scan or to um you know drone drone images or you know just different sorts of things and it's like well hang on what is it that you're actually after? Mm. Because that doesn't quite sound right. 
yeah. sort of thing. And so you finally have, you have those conversations and you go, okay, you want to use the data for, you know, for this, that's not going to be suitable. You need yeah. to look at this, this, and this, and to walk them through that whole process of what actually required in the survey. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a funny thing that, and I think that's also part of the message that we need to get out there as well. Not yeah. just what a surveyor is and what a surveyor does, the types of, you know, types of data that we can produce and what they're used for. And, you know, there's, they, they talk about, you know, the, the equipment suitable for the job that, that you're doing. Yeah. Do you need millimetre accuracy or do you just need, you know, I don't know, half a metre? <laughs> you go half a metre, but you know what I mean. Definitely. And that's, do you need yeah. centimetre or millimetre accuracy? I was just exaggerating a little bit. Half a bit, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's what they don't realise. That's true. That's they very don't realise what they are actually asking for. So what's something that uh, advice that you would give your younger self? Learn how to say no. And I know that seems a bit odd when I say that out loud, but um, I used to be... Very much, yep, I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll do that, and I'd overwhelm mm-hmm. myself. And mm-hmm. then I would stress myself out unnecessarily trying to deliver when I could negotiate a delivery and still do it. But, yeah, just learn how to say no or learn how to negotiate mm-hmm. better and just be, mm-hmm. you know, transparent. Like, yes, we can do that for you, but it's going to be within this time frame. Yeah. So instead of yeah. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh I think uh I think yeah I think being a yes person does put a lot of stress on yourself doesn't it it does yeah Mm. yeah do you ever go out with like go out with the teens like do you get to go out with them very often to see what they're doing or you don't need to do that so much now because you've got more of an idea of what they do I do get the opportunity to go out. Um, I've been out with the licensed surveyors, yes, you know, witnessed them do a title re-establishment and, and so forth. And I had a whole program of work set up for myself and then COVID hit. So, we, you know, we couldn't travel in double cruise and so forth. So I'm hoping to get back on that and mm. definitely. And I think it's good for my learning. It's also good for the team to see that I'm invested and I want yeah. to understand what it is that they're doing and if we can improve things. Most definitely, fresh set of eyes, not only for myself but anybody, is always welcome, and it just yeah. helps. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was the problem I had going into my position at Cardno was that I was supposed to go out with all the crews and you know see how they do things and yeah. all, all that kind of stuff. And of course, you know, I, don't know, I like to change jobs during you know pandemic. <laughs> Didn't happen. <laughs> Didn't happen. So, yeah, I missed out. Um, it's the one thing I'm pretty disappointed in that I missed out on getting to do yeah. more of that sort of stuff because um, I think it really helps with your job, you know, as I was project managing but not having that full understanding of what 
they required or you know what how they did their jobs and all that sort of stuff that yeah it made it a lot a lot more difficult for me to manage the projects in that sense you know I had the surveying background I understood what was involved but not in that company situation so it's always yeah. good I think I can't wait to get back out with the guys we've mm. got um one of our surveys is into R&B, so it'll be a Friday for him. Our Fox FM do R&B Fridays, so we've, we've promised that we'll sing along in the car together while we're out on side and, and get all that done. So, yeah, something to look forward to. No, no, sounds like fun. <laughs> uh, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Ooh, superpower. X-ray vision. Mm. Mm. that comes back to me being a bit of a natural inquirer I always want to see see ahead <laughs> so I might say it's an OCD issue but <laughs> <laughs> are you formally diagnosed <laughs> no <laughs> self-diagnosed ah, knowing what's going on mm. yeah Okay, so would you rather have a get out of jail card or a key that opens any door? A key that opens any door. Uh huh. So, look, I'm a good girl for most of the time, but if I ever <laughs> do get in a situation where I was in jail, the key would certainly help me get out. So that's okay. <laughs> that's, that's the mindset. Use the key to get out. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Mm, mm. Um, okay. At a party, where would someone find you? Probably chatting away. You won't find me in the middle of the dance floor. Definitely not. Not a party no. animal. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> not really. Enjoy a drink and a chat and sort of be working the room and, and you know, catching up with everybody. But no, you mm. won't find me on a podium or anywhere like that. Definitely <laughs> not. No. <laughs> I'll leave that for the youngies. <laughs> Do you forget that you're older sometimes? I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Especially the next morning. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Yeah, that's for sure. All right. If you see a puddle on the ground, do you walk around it, jump over it, or jump in it? Jump in it. Got to have some fun. Nice. Okay. GT, cheese and wine, jump in puddles with me. <laughs> Great friends. <laughs> yes, definitely. The GNT got me through lockdown. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, we had a mix of uh, GNTs, vodka sodas, wine, champagne, red wine. <laughs> <laughs> little Probably bit here works. and there, little bit here and there. <laughs> exactly. Just not in excess because, yeah, next morning doesn't work very well, does it? No, no. <laughs> All right, give me three words that describe you. Stubborn, loyal, mm -hmm. and passionate. Nice. That's uh, some pretty good ones there. Okay. Um, where's the most interesting place that you've ever been? Um, I can't say I've travelled much, so it's nowhere overseas. That's okay. um, just interesting. 
know, Peter. It's a really hard one. Oh. Um, what about some of the places you've been camping? I love the Grampians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say the Grampians. Look, it's not the most interesting for people to go off-road camping and things like that, but I just like the serenity out there, like the yeah. waterfalls, the hiking and the trails and so forth. Beautiful. And it's just, yeah, just the quiet. Yeah. And the opportunity for the kids just to be kids and be off their devices and just enjoy the moment. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a good thing about doing that sort of stuff. Yep. Yeah. The reset button. Mm-hmm. I need one of those so desperately. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Melbourne. I wouldn't change. Oh. Melbourne girl at heart. God, you really are a Westie, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> it's funny. It's, you know, I grew up down the south coast and, you know, when I was younger I was so desperate to get out of there and, you know, bigger horizons and all that sort of stuff. And living in suburbia now, it's like I just want to go home. Yes. <laughs> Just want to be with family. Yeah, you know, sit on the veranda and just look at that beautiful view of Jervis Bay and the crystal clear water and the white sand and, yeah. That sounds like heaven. Oh, it is. It is. First of November. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Um, Okay, what is one item you could never live without? A hairdryer. <laughs> so funny. Being a princess now. <laughs> I don't know what mine would be. I don't have to think about that one. I was going to say these... phone. Phone. Oh. Well, so you do you know what? Without it? That probably is mine because I do so much on there. Yep. Uh, what makes you smile? My family, my kids. Yeah. I yeah. Gonna say that. Yeah. Gonna say that. Are you organised or are you messy? I'm organised most of the time, but I can dabble in the messy as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that drives me nuts because I like to be organised. OCD <laughs> <laughs> hitting back in again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, what would you do if you didn't have to go to work tomorrow? No, not the kind of person that could stay home. I think I'd be bored. I'd have to do some sort of volunteer work or, or something. I'd probably to do that. Yeah. Make the time to do that. Yeah. It would be very interesting. Okay. So that's about it for the really hard-hitting questions. Because <laughs> I'm such a task master. <laughs> You're organized. Oh no, no, I'm not. <laughs> really? No. No. I would like to be an organized person. No. I'm I'm messy. I'm all over the place. I kind of have little bits of organization for where <laughs> I really need to have it. 
but no, I'm very much, um, I'm a free spirit and I'm out there and <laughs> enjoy. I love you only get one chance. I, you know, you see all these things about people journaling and, you know, um, doing a to-do list and, you know, everything you want to do and, and, you know, but it's only the top five that you're going to be able to ever do and all this kind of stuff. And they sit down and do it or they spend time doing this stuff. And I'm like, gee, I'd love to do that. But it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen. I, I kind of have just moments of organisation, knowing that I've got to, knowing that I've got to have something done. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. In my head, I've got 50 million things going through my head <laughs> at any one time. <laughs> yep. Oh, drives me crazy. Anyway. Uh, what's your best feature? Oh. I've been told it's my eyes. Yeah. What do they say? Eyes are the window to your soul. Yes. (laughs) Very cool. Okay. Um, Oh, let me just, I want to ask when, what happened to being a police officer? I just went out the window. I wanted to be a police officer because I wanted to help the community, you know, for the greater good Uh and... Mm -hmm. But I guess it comes back to the compliance side of things as well. And I kind of headed down that path, but just in a different. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Probably wouldn't have passed the physical back then anyway. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been a blessing in disguise. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Hard-hitting questions done. Let's go for the quick shots. Okay. And see where we go with that. Feel coffee. Coffee, definitely coffee. Cat or dog? Dog. Mm-hmm. Sunrise or sunset? Oh, can we say both? Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. They both got great. Yeah, I know. both. I know. Uh, summer or winter? Summer. Morning or night person? Morning. Mm-hmm. Roller coasters, do you love or hate them? Love them when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I'd probably think twice. <laughs> That's so funny. I've had multiple people say that. Oh, I used to love them. Oh, I just don't love them anymore. No control. I don't have control of them. <laughs> <laughs> Three items you would take to a desert island. My family. My phone. <laughs> and my hairdryer. <laughs> <laughs> A, a solar solar hairdryer has to be yep find a way favorite song or artist there's too many too many um what are, what are f- a few of your favorite artists then Adele um Alicia Keys oh yeah and lately I've been getting back into the Australian rock I've been playing in excess a lot no, never I used to. So, yeah, just I'm a big Aussie, Aussie rock too. Yeah, Ganga Jane, Hootagurus, In Excess, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, 
Spotify's been great lately. They just suggest <laughs> anything and I'll listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta love Spotify. Our favorite movie. The notebook. Oh, okay. Yeah. How many times have you seen it? Oh, I don't even want to admit to how many times I've seen it. And it's a tearjerker too. So yep. <laughs> um, do you read? Um, not as much as I probably should. Mm. So I'm gonna say no in that one. No. No. So no favorite book then? No, I'm the kind of person that will try and avoid it and listen to the audio book in the car or wait, watch the movie. Like, yeah. Introvert or extrovert? extrovert but I do like my own time yeah yeah Mm -hmm. do you get to the point where you have um you you sort of go through waves of where you've expended all of your energy so then you need to recharge to go out and do it again absolutely yes (laughs) yeah Uh, is your glass half full or half empty half full yeah. No. One thing that you would never do again. No, nothing. No regrets. Nice. Yeah. If you had a warning label, what would it be? <laughs> um, <laughs> approach with caution or something like that, or bark Ooh. with some bite. Like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Who knows you best? My hubby. Mm-hmm. What was your favourite subject in school? English. Oh. Yeah. Favourite childhood memory? Um, cooking with mum. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's an amazing cook. And just baking, I guess, with her. Yeah. And, yeah. So are you a good cook now? I wouldn't say I'm the greatest cook, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I get by. <laughs> Beauty, I enjoy it, like on the weekends. And, yeah. Yes, that is, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Favourite food? Oh, too many to list. Um, a good roast. Oh, yum. Yeah. What, mate? Pardon? Pork. Pork, lamb. Chicken. I love roast pork. I'm a sucker for roast pork, but the crackers got to be right. Yeah, <laughs> I got that part down, Pat. Yep. <laughs> Favorite drink? G and T. Do you have a favorite gin? Um, been on the Hendrix a lot oh, lately. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't mind that. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just finished my four pillars on the weekend. I've got that to open. (laughs) (laughs) Pet peeve. Um, Whinging. Um, Complaining. Yeah. You tell them to shut up and go and sort it out. (laughs) I know know everyone's guilty of it, but, yeah. (laughs) No, there's some days that it just. It gets to you and it's like nails going down a blackboard. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Your biggest fear? Failure. Oh. Okay. Yeah. 
Interesting. Win the lottery or the perfect job? The lottery. Mm. Yeah. Favorite sport? Um, I'm gonna have to say rugby. My son's a big rugby player and go off and watch that and ferry him around and I've learned a bit about it. I still like AFL, but I love watching the scrum in rugby and the tackles. I just <laughs> <laughs> Are you a morning or night person? Morning. Oh, not. <laughs> no, I never used to be. I find I'm more productive in the morning. Just get up and hit it. <laughs> Proudest moment. Um, probably wedding day and the birth of my kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how cool are you? Oh, not very. Okay. I'll go halfway. Okay. Yeah. Bit of a nerd. <laughs> hey, nerds can be cool. Dream car. Um, gotta be convertible. Probably a Mercedes convertible. Oh, nice. Yeah. Old or new? Classic, an old one. Oh, yes. Yeah. Moving down the Great Ocean Road, top down. <laughs> Sounds good. Favourite colour? Um, blue. Are you Apple or Android? Apple, definitely. <laughs> yep. yep. And your star sign? I'm a Taurus. A Taurus. Yes. Mm, interesting. All right. That's it. We are done. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's been really great. Good. What um there was a couple of um uh things that you mentioned about uh Beyond Blue and um the cancer. Peter Mack. Peter Mack, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me a bit about that before we go? Um, Beyond Blue is just mainly for for anyone who's out there that, you know, needs a bit of help just to know that you're not alone and there is always someone to speak to. So, you know, if it's not a colleague or a friend, help is available and nothing is ever as dire as it seems. Yeah. reach out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Peter Mack is in aid of uh, my Uh mum. Yes, was had a stint in Peter Max, so and they do some really amazing work. So anybody that's um been fortunate enough to interact with them, get on board and definitely support. So Beautiful. they're an amazing organization. Nice. Well, I'll put that in the uh, in the show notes so people can awesome. find it. Thank you so much, Tracy. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. And thank, thank you, you for being place. part of our wonderful industry, even though you're not a surveyor. <laughs> oh, it's, it's nice to be appreciated in this industry, even though I'm not a surveyor. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And I think the industry is just amazing. There's so much to learn and develop and, yeah, sky's the limit. It is. Yep. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Peter. 
I hope you enjoyed my chat with Tracy today. As we finish off the month of March for International Women's Day, I hope you enjoyed the three awesome women from our industry. Next week, we celebrate Global Surveyors Day. So I'll be interviewing Michael Hatton from TSS. Defining Boundaries with Peter Cox. 